Welcome to the City Confessions. I'm Marianne Yip, a native New Yorker, and I'm here to discuss all the thoughts that go to the minds of people living in New York City. Since I'm a native who was born and raised in a city that never sleeps, I come across people who are constantly in a rush. I would like to take a moment to sit down and talk about what's on their minds and what keeps them up at night. So sit back and let's dive into these confessions of people I know and people I just met. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to this week's episode of The City Confessions. I am so excited because we have Emily Roberts, also known as M. She is a content creator, a podcast host, the co-founder of Monday Network, and she is an American living in, no, yes, living in London. I was going to say living in New York. She's an American living in London. (laughs) So I'm so excited to chat with you. So hi, Emily. How are you? Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to chat with you. Um, and it's so nice because I feel like I've just seen you. You were over in yeah. London like pretty recently. So I that know. was that was amazing. Um, and it's nice to reconnect with you here. Yeah, absolutely. So why don't you introduce yourself? Tell us who you are and what you do and why the hell are you in London right now? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Well, thank you for the introduction. So as Marianne said, I am a content creator, podcaster, started a new network called a Monday network, which I know we're going to dive into. I'm an American living in London. I've been over here for five years and we can kind of get into all of that, how the, who, what, where, and why. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, um, but yeah, that's who I am. I'm a mom. I have a two-year-old son named Parker and yeah, that's kind of like on a high level. Yeah. First of all, I love Parker's name. I think it's like just such a cute, perfect baby boy's name. So thank yeah, I just you. wanted to mention that. Thank you. Thank you. My husband actually picked it out, which I'm shocked. So we went with it and, and it suits him. It suits him very yeah, well. He's perfect. a very active little boy. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I know that you started blogging. Was it specifically in 2015 when you started the lipstick fever? Yeah. So I was living and working in New York. I was professionally working in ad tech. I sort of fell into the startup scene when I moved to New York, worked for a number of different companies within digital media. All the while, it was very techy, and I was really craving something more creative. I always loved fashion and styling and beauty and all of the things. So that's when I started my blog and my Instagram as really a side hustle, just a creative side project. And I was running both at the same time while I was living and working in New York, hustling and working on it, started to work with brands sort of a year-ish in, in both like a gifting and a paid capacity. And I think that's when I really saw sort of blogging and Mm -hmm. Instagram and influencer marketing sort of blow up. And um, so I've been doing that ever since as a content creator, but that was sort of when I actually originally started my blog, which was a very much fashion focused and street style. And um, I've evolved so much and um, doing a number of different things now, but that was sort of like the, the origination of it. And the lipstick fever, the name really came from like the idea of like getting ready on a Saturday night in New York city with your girlfriends, putting on a bold lip and just that vibe, that confidence. And so that was sort of like where the name came from for the blog. Yeah. No, I love it. And I think that is around the same time that we met probably at an event in Soho, either 2015 or 2016. And I feel like 
2016 specifically to 2017 was like the boom right of like social yeah. media we were all kind of in the in this world together navigating it and now fast forward i feel like you have somewhat pivoted a little bit in a in a good way because we are always evolving so then you moved to london what year was that yes. yeah so i moved to london i guess it was 2017 mm-hmm. um i met my now partner um nick he we he's from chicago we met in new york city out at a club like the good old-fashioned <laughs> way love it um and so he took a role a job in finance that would put him in london and so we moved here together and so that was five years ago so we've been here ever since Mm-hmm. And then tell me about your podcast, because I believe it was inspired basically by your move. Yes, yes, absolutely. So, so yeah, when I came over here five years ago, I didn't quite know what I was going to do in the sense of, was I going to pursue my, my Instagram and my blog full-time as a content creator, or was I going to look for full-time jobs? So it was sort of like a huge transformative period in my life. Ultimately, I decided to go full-fledged content creation, doing that full-time, working with brands, both in the U.S. and then in the U.K., being that my audience was really built in New York. So it took some time and it was definitely, um, it was definitely a slow burn, but so I decided to just go for it and work for myself. Now, I would say a year or two into living here, I was networking like crazy. I was trying to you know, build a new network for myself, being that I didn't know anybody when I came over here. So I was going to events. I was working with different brands. I was meeting different people here, different people, influencers, content creators. Literally, I would go on Instagram and I would reach out to different London bloggers and say like, hey, let's get a coffee. Mm-hmm. Like, can I pick your brain? I want to know about life here. I want to know what yeah. it's like to be a content creator here and like all of the things. So London truly is that international melting pot. And so when I came here, I just felt like I was meeting these amazing women that were doing so much, launching their own brands, their business, their entrepreneurs, their experts in their fields. And I felt this pull and I thought, I I can't not start this podcast. I'm also such a lover of podcasts. I've listened for years. I remember some of my like early days in New York commuting up Sixth Avenue to my full-time job in ad tech. And I would listen to the school of greatness. Yeah. Lewis Lewis Hose. Yes. And I just felt like I was really drawn to that type of podcast. Mm -hmm. Those success stories, those people that were building brands and businesses Mm -hmm. and sharing their inspiring stories. And I I love that. It gave me like a little pep in my step. So when I was here meeting all these different women, I thought this is, this is what I need to do next. Like I need to go for it. You need to try it. So sort of like when I just decided to go for it and start my blog and Instagram, I just, I, I went for it. I figured out the name, the branding, and I just, I figured it out. It, you know, it was like just one of those things. And I've been working on it ever since. And it's, I feel like it's brought so much kind of value and meaning to the work that I do. And I, I enjoy it so much. So I'm definitely a little bit of a podcast geek. Yeah. I was going to say, I love your story because I don't think we actually spoke about this, but our journey to podcasting is very similar because I also was an avid listeners to the school of greatness and just other podcasts as well but that was the main one and I've always felt compelled to storytelling and I was like you know what like the one thing that I excel in is my like go-getter attitude so like when I set my mind to it I just go full force and maybe like you 
I taught everything by myself, like what equipment to get, how to set it up, because it is a process, even getting it to Apple yeah. Podcasts. Um, but I think that the year that you started is similar to mine. So I just love the similarities in our journeys, essentially. Yeah. I know it is so funny. And I, I definitely see that like go-getter in you. And that makes so much sense, but it was, it was so funny when you came over to London a couple <laughs> months ago, we had really reconnected because mm-hmm. we had, you know, we had kept up with each other on Instagram, but like you said, like, I don't think either of us realized, like we have these podcasts that actually yeah. have such similar premises. Yeah. And, um, I found that so fascinating too. And, um, yeah, you're right. You just, you kind of go for it. You figure it out as you go. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, I think you might be similar to me in that you've been creating content for years. And I remember like when you and I met, we would all shoot each other's outfits on yeah. New York and we, yeah. you know, we would be out and about shooting our, you know, street style. And that was all well and good and amazing and fun. And I still share style, um, a little bit more beauty and skincare, but I still share those things, mm-hmm. but I felt like I was ready to share something different and yeah. something with more value and meaning. Yeah. And I think again, going back to podcasting, I think you can really, you can really tell the full story of somebody or somebody's brand. And yeah. um, Yeah. Yeah. I love that. So this is a perfect segue to Monday network. And it's so funny because as we mentioned in our meeting back in December in London, you kind of told me about this idea. And again, I just believe like timing and in life is everything. So tell us what Monday network is. Yeah. So Monday Network is a female-focused international podcast network geared towards self-development. So the story behind Monday is, you know, five, six months ago, I sat down with one of my really good friends here, Kirstie Rayner. She's a life coach. She's a meditation expert, and she's another podcaster in the space as well. And so we sat down and we had like just a little podcast brainstorm with each other. And we felt like we're so siloed as creators and podcasters. And we both know like the power of collaboration. That's something that I think has proven to be huge throughout my entire journey with all of this. And even my, my professional career in ad tech, like collaboration, networking, coming together with other people is so, so key. And so we decided we're like, we, we need to create this collective of like-minded hosts and shows where self-development comes in, I think is something that we're both passionate about. And I think our shows each represent something very different in self-development, whereas mine might sit a little bit more under like entrepreneurship, career motivation and inspiration, these success stories where Kirstie's is called the mindset and me. So it's all about the mindset to making those sort of big transitions in life. And there's a meditation in each episode. And so I feel like over the last couple of years, especially like self-help, self-development, all of those things, mental health struggles and challenges with mental health has really come to the surface. And we aren't afraid to share, I think, more and more around that. And so that's really the premise behind the network. And so we want to create a hub of like-minded shows and content that are all really value-driven. So you're going to leave with a piece of advice or some kind of tangible takeaway from all of our shows. And the City Confessions is one of our shows on the Monday Network. So we're really excited to have you. And we've launched with five other shows and we're going to continue growing. Um, We're really keen on just creating beautiful, amazing content around all of our shows. Um, And then of course, partnering with different brands in the space that align with sort of our core values and building our business up from there. But that's really the the premise around Monday and and sort of where it came about. Mm -hmm. It's so funny because when I hear you describe what Monday Network is, like I'm sitting back and even if I wasn't part of it, I'm like, wait, that's so like, 
aligned with like the values. And sometimes when you're starting out with a podcast, I just go about it, right? I'm doing it. But then when I take a step back and I look at the seasons and the episodes and my guests, and then I think about the current themes and the common themes, I'm like, mm-hmm. wait, self-development is such a big one. It's like the the core of everything. So it's so yeah. funny that it's a it's a big topic, but everybody has a different take on it. And that's like what I love. Yes. Yeah. Everyone really does have a, have a different take on it. And it encompasses so many different things. I think really in its essence, it's like bettering ourselves as women in some way it's, it can be as simple as that, but, um, but yeah, I think it's, um, it's very needed right now. That kind of content is just, it's inspiring. It's helpful. Um, So let's dive into self-development for you, right? Because this podcast is all about you. And I know when you told me that your first year in London, it was really, really tough. And I'm just curious to see what your experience and perspective on both cities, because you have lived in New York for quite some time, and now you're basically settled in London. I'm not sure if it's your forever home, but as of now, like, what are the similarities and differences in each city, and how does that correlate or affect your self-development as an individual, as a content creator, as a woman? Yeah, I guess I feel like they're two really different things, I guess, to back up and share sort of like the differences in each city, I think similar and different in so many ways, you know, New York for me signifies that hustle, that grit that's been like ingrained in me. So I feel like I will forever, I will forever have like New York in my heart and I get really nostalgic. And part of why I was so excited to come on your podcast was to, to talk about New York. Like it's instilled those like values of, of me and you know, I just remember just hustling so hard and, you know, working my full-time job and then starting, you know, my side hustle and and doing all of that, that all started and it was all born in, in New York. Um, London, on the other hand, you definitely have a little bit more of that, like work-life balance. Mm -hmm. You know, I do live in central London, so I'm right in the center of the city. Like Oxford street is literally like three blocks down and it is, it is packed. It's, you know, it's kind of like Broadway Mm -hmm. in New York city. Um, and so, it's, it definitely has that hustle, but I think it's like, it's a little bit more manageable. I love New York, but I think New York filled a very like pertinent time and place in my life. I don't necessarily think I could see myself as like a forever New York, New Yorker or living in Manhattan because of that, just so high anxiety. Right. And you have to do a really, really good job of managing that. Mm -hmm. Um, I remember just having days where I was like literally beat up from the city. And I'm sure you've had those days too, where like you commit to your, you, you commute to your job on the subway. It's raining. You're holding an umbrella. It's like windy. You're holding all the things, your bags. You're just like an absolute mess. I remember just like getting home some days and literally just falling apart. Like I can't do this five days a week. So I definitely feel a little bit of, um, a little bit more sort of like relief in a, in a work-life balance sense in London, if that makes sense. I also think because you're a mom, like you gave birth, like it, it makes sense that that lifestyle kind of went with the move in a way. Like yeah. you don't, I mean, I don't know, I'm not a mom, but I think it would be more difficult to live in New York as a mom in the city, in, in that whole chaotic, chaotic energy compared to London. 
Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I totally, I totally agree. And like, I see families and I have friends that have kids in the city and they totally make it work. I really do think we are adaptable and flexible. And I do think that you can, you can make that work. And so I think it's just all about like what, what actually works for you. So Mm -hmm. I feel like New York sort of like filled that time in my life where, you know, I was sort of juggling everything and I was young and I didn't have kids yet. And I was dating and then I found my (laughs) partner. And so it was just, yeah, like I said, it was just, it was such a pertinent time. And then I guess to talk about like self-development, I, when I came over to London, like my first year or two was really hard. It was really lonely and isolating. I remember when I moved to New York, it was a bit more like exciting. And I, I obviously had a little bit more of a network. I had a full-time job where I had friends right away. Like when I came to London, that was really not the case. Mm-hmm. Um, and then of course your friends and family are, they're far away. And, and not only it's like the distance, it was like, I remember waking up in the morning and some of like my early days in London and just feeling like, oh, I just really want to talk to my mom be like 9am. And I'm like, I gotta wait five more hours for her to like, you know, be up and, Um, you know, have that connection just even on the phone or FaceTime or something like that. And so I feel like it took a while to find my footing in London. Like I would say it took almost a year or two to build a network for myself, both professionally and on a friend's level. Like all I wanted was to like be able to call up a girlfriend and go grab like a coffee and just chat and vent and, you know, talk about everything. And, you know, it just took time to meet those people. And of of course I had my partner and he had some coworkers and we knew some other Americans that were here, but I think all of that took time. And so I think another thing, and I've talked about this a lot on different podcasts is therapy has been really therapy. Therapy has been really therapeutic. (laughs) Therapy has been, you know, such a amazing resource for me in the sense of having an unbiased opinion. And so that's something that I decided to tackle when I came here. I wanted to find a therapist that was, you know, on the same time zone. Um, she was in Marlebone. We clicked, it worked out so well. And I still see her to this day, every other week we get on a zoom and it's just been a nice resource to have. And just that support has been really amazing. And I think like, again, just living abroad does come with its challenges there emotionally. And so that was something that I needed. And so I decided to seek that out for myself and it's been a great tool and I couldn't recommend it more. Yeah. I feel like you read my mind because when I was hearing (laughs) you speak about like, it took about one to two years and I'm like, wow. When people hear that, they just, they might glance over it. But if you actually think about how long I guess time is relative but I'm like wow that's that's a long time right to kind of figure it out and like be in a city where you don't really feel like home and have like home is such a big concept it's like what grounds you right Mm -hmm. and then I was gonna say like what really helped you through it but then you answered therapy so I was like that makes so much sense because I'm such an advocate for therapy as well Yeah. Yeah. And I don't want the like one to two years to come off as like an intimidation. If anybody's thinking about like moving abroad, I think my best advice, because I didn't do this for myself was like, you need to just have patience. It's like a baby steps. And eventually you will meet like somebody else that you connect with and you can grab a coffee with, and you can build that rapport with. But I think all of that just, it really does take time. And so, um, patience is a virtue and I just, I'm not a patient person. So I remember feeling very frustrated by all of it. Like I just, I'm a person that like wants things now that instant gratification. And then I would also beat myself up. Like, 
why am I not happy here? Like, this is like such an amazing, beautiful city. Like, you know, just really wanting to figure it out. But, um, but yeah, just, it just took time and, and that's totally okay. Absolutely. So I know we spoke about challenges, but now I want to talk about like the flip side. What has been the biggest accomplishment in your career thus far? And we can talk about it being in London since that is where you now reside. Um, is there a big like campaign or partnership or just anything that you've done that you feel really, really proud of? Yeah, actually there, there absolutely is, um, you know, French connection is a brand that I worked with from the really early days of blogging. Like I remember just being gifted their clothes and I would go out and shoot street style. And I have a really good friend who actually works in the brand still in New York, who was so good to me. And we helped, you know, she helped me build that relationship with the brand, obviously. And so they're a brand that I still work with to this day. And I think I'm just, I'm proud to say that because one, it's been, you know, since like, I guess, 2015, it's been, you know, six, seven years of doing content, creating content for brands. And they are one that I've built a really strong relationship with. And that also translated across the pond. So when I came to London, I met their London team and then flash forward to now we're shooting spring campaigns. But I think what really is highlighted in my mind is I was able to do a live podcast event with them this past September. Mm -hmm. And so that was my, that was my second live podcast event, but definitely my biggest. And it was with a brand that I loved and the turnout was amazing. I felt like all of my best girlfriends in London showed up for me and they were there to support me. And they were just, they were such cheerleaders and that felt so good, you know, like to, to be in a city that is not my home mm -hmm. and it's, you know, you're able to see it in your face. Like, wow, I've been able to create this little home and this little like family for myself. And so both in a work capacity with a brand that I love, but then bringing together the people that I love who came out to like be at the event that night. And afterwards we went and got drinks and it just, it felt so good. So I'll never really kind of forget that moment. That's such a beautiful moment. I mean, I've never done like a live um, podcasting, but to do it with a brand, to then also do it in a city that is like your new home. And then to also have a new group of girls and people that genuinely support you, that must be so like amazing. So my podcast is called The City Confessions, as you know, and I always ask all my guests <laughs> to reveal a confession. And I think for you, it's so interesting because you definitely fit in my, I guess, archetype, right? Of like a, of a guest being a New Yorker or like having New York in your blood. But now you have a new perspective as a Londoner. So you can share a confession relating to either cities and it can be professional or personal. But M, if you can share a confession, what would that be? Can you help me just like define what a confession Absolutely. is? Absolutely. <laughs> I know. People are like confession. So confession. You're in the confessional. <laughs> it's it's like how, what first of all, it's whatever you're comfortable with. And second of all, it's like it can be something silly, like a fun fact or like something that you, you know, that you do that you're like oh, maybe embarrassed about. <laughs> or it can be something more like deep, an insecurity, a fear. So any of those, it's kind of like, yeah, like a secret, mm -hmm. but not. <laughs> okay. Well, I have, I don't know if this is necessarily a confession, but like my first apartment 
situation in New York city was an absolute disaster. I don't know if that's like a confession or not. Yeah. What elaborate, what do you mean by that? And disaster? maybe more, maybe more of a story than a confession, but you can always ask me again and maybe I'll share another yeah. confession if I come, come to one. But I feel like it's, it's really interesting to highlight some of those like early days as, you know, a young 20 something, those first apartments, those first moments that like, maybe you've tried to like put your blinders on and forget about. And so my first apartment was on the Upper East Side in New York city. I lived with two girlfriends that I knew and it was an absolute disaster. It was a sixth floor walk up. We had bed bugs. We had, we had mice. It was, when we were in it too, we were literally in tears. We were stripping our beds. We were trying to like figure all of this out, like alone, like no parentals, right? Like you're literally like, you're trying to figure this out. Um, and I just remember it was just, it was my first year in New York, which, you know, you have such high hopes and expectations and it was not glamorous at all. In fact, it was the complete opposite of that. So like my first year or two in New York was also very challenging in very different ways, but that apartment was, it was kind of vile and it was, um, I guess that is a confession because, no, you know, I'm not really proud of it. I'm not really proud of that. Um, not like I, I'm a messy, like a dirty person and contributed <laughs> it, but we just, it was, it was not great. And we did not know what we were doing. No, I think that's such a typical, like New York story that people don't know, like people who are not in New York glamorize the city, which of course is justifiable due to like the movies and films but mice and bed bugs and all that it's probably more common than most people think so yeah thank you for sharing that you're welcome you're welcome <laughs> okay I have a few more questions as we are wrapping up but I would love to hear right now like what is your definition of happiness and are you happy yeah that is such a good question I think like happiness is not this, like every single day you wake up and you are filled to the brim with joy. I think joy and and happiness are very different. I think that hopefully in life you'll have moments of joy, like just pure joy. Like I definitely feel that when I'm with my son, like those moments of pure joy. Um, but those get turned around quite quickly when, you know, he's literally just creating a, a huge mess in my kitchen or just wreaking havoc all over my house. Right. So I'm also a realistic mom and that I get very frustrated. I guess reason for sharing that is like happiness, I think is, is something that you kind of need to work on. At least for me, that's been my experience. I don't wake up just happy all the time. I would say today, like having been here in five years in London and all of the things that I've been able to accomplish so far, I am content. I would say I'm content Um, And I've been able to find some semblance of balance in my life, but it's taken like every single day up until now to get to this place, I think. Um, And so it's so hard to put into tangible words, like what happiness is, but I think it's, it's maybe a culmination of like moments of joy and kind of taking life by the, by the horns, like taking control of your life and taking action. I think people need to take action in order to be happy and take those steps. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't think things just like come, I mean, maybe for some they come easily, but I think like hard work is really a huge part of that. And, um, and I think the other thing is like, try to do what you love. And I know that, that that's not necessarily the case for everybody. Right. But I think like 
if you're not happy in your like day job, for example, like do something on the side that makes you happy or pursue a hobby or two that like brings you joy. I think there's so much that we can do to bring happiness into our life. So I hope that answers your question. It does, because I agree with you a hundred percent. I also think happiness is a choice and that's kind of what you were saying. It's like, you don't just wake up and you're like, okay, I'm happy. You can have a bad start to your day, but you can choose, you know what, today is going to be a good day. Today, I'm going to be happy. And I feel like feeding your brain with those dots, you are adding to that feeling becoming a reality. And I love that you also said that it's it's kind of like a fleeting feeling, right? I don't think you can obviously always be happy. It's not really a state of mind or state of being, but contentness probably could be. Like, it's not saying it's bad or good. It's saying that, you know what, I'm, I'm all right, you know? Yeah, so yeah, yeah, absolutely. I love that. Okay. So now as we are literally closing out, I do like a quick fire round with New York okay. City questions. Okay. I love really it. Okay. Easy, but um, when I ask you the question, you can answer in one word or one phrase. Okay. 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 <laughs> if you can describe New York City in one word, what would it be? Hustle. Awesome. What is your favorite thing about New York? New York pizza. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and what is your least favorite thing? The manic nature it can sometimes feel like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and now that you're in London, what is, and you look back in New York, like if you were to visit, what is like your go-to place? Like your first restaurant or cafe that you like need to go to? Yeah. Okay. That's actually an easy one because it was, it was the coffee place. I, I lived across for like almost four years. It was Grumpy's and they have the best iced coffee slash cold brew ever. And in London, that is not a thing. In fact, like my co-founder for Monday, Kirsty, she's going to laugh at me. She is so British. She is not into iced coffee. Like the British do not like, I mean, some listen, I'm not trying to make a blanketed statement. I'm just saying the, the, iced coffee cold brew is not as much of a thing I really miss that from New York City and and maybe that's also like an American thing yeah wait I was gonna say so have you changed your coffee order like do you just not order that no so you can you can totally do it but I feel like you need to know which coffee shops do it well (laughs) and it's more of an iced Americano that you have to order like they're usually not gonna have a cold brew unless they're a very specialty coffee shop so you kind of need to know where to go um or you can always do Starbucks, but um, yeah, 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 exactly. And then the last question is, if you can thank New York City for one thing, what would it be? I think I've kind of already mentioned it, but I, I feel like it's really pertinent to sort of my story, but I think like just New York really instilled that like you really need to go after what you want. But I think, I think the second thing that I would want to say is New York can kick your ass and you can fall and you can fail, but you need to get up and do it again. So I remember, and I actually didn't share this. I lost my first couple jobs at startups because they laid mm-hmm. off their entire workforce. So the first couple of companies in New York that I worked for failed and which is extremely common in the startup world, but that was a real dose of reality for me. And I think New York just taught me like, all right, well, you're out of your job. You need to make rent. So time to interview again. And that's how I got to new, know New York city by literally interviewing all over the city, taking every bus line and every, you know, subway to get where I needed to go. And I just, some of my, like, I guess 
strongest memories of the city is like getting out there, just putting myself out there and interviewing. And so I think the city really taught me to just, you fall on your ass. You got to get back up. Yeah. And I think that probably has something to do with you being so, I guess, proactive when you move to London, being like, you know what, I'm going to DM everybody. I'm going to network because that's what New York, you know, did for you. So yeah. Yeah, totally. Totally. Okay. So now is your chance to plug away. I'm going to have all of your information in the show notes and on the description, but are you working on anything that is a secret that you want to tease? What can the world be on the lookout from you in 2022? Yeah. I mean, we, it's really all about Monday network now. So for me, you know, my main page, you can always find me at, um, on Instagram at mroberts.m. And then my podcast is the big move. So you can find us on Apple and Spotify and then Monday network. Uh, we're on Instagram Monday underscore network, and just really working hard to build this new company out and just grow this community. And so we're really excited. I love it. And so, and on a high note, Please tell us what is the one thing you love most about yourself? Oh my gosh. What a lovely question. (laughs) Um, one thing that I love most about myself, I think my ability to remain upbeat in sort of stressful situations. So I feel like, I feel like I'm the quintessential, like I'm Emily in London. I'm not Emily in Paris, but (laughs) you know, I, I definitely have that, um, that sort of, I don't want to say spunk, but that enthusiasm. And I don't know if that's like an American thing, but sometimes I feel like the British see me and they're like, Whoa, you need to like chill out, like seriously. (laughs) Um, but I, but I think that in a professional setting, it can bode really well. And for podcasting and connecting with people Mm -hmm. like you, I think, um, it's worked well for me in a professional setting. So I guess I would say that. I love London. Yes. I love it. All right. Well, Emily, thank you so much for being on my podcast. You know, I think the world of you and I'm so, so, so excited for what the future holds from one day network for you professionally and personally. And I'm so glad to be a part of it. Um, and thank you everybody else who's listening or watching, make sure you follow Emily and Monday network. And with that being said, I'll see you all in next week's episode. All right. Bye. Thank you.